and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yes, hello and welcome to the Monday edition of the podcast. I am your host Adam Chalk and I hope you've all had a really good weekend. I hope you've taken in as much pro wrestling as possible. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> to be honest. I've sort of been catching up late last night, especially with like the... the New Japan and Noah and all that kind of stuff. But I did get around to watching WWE Smackdown, so that is what I am here to review today. Let's run through it and I'll uh, give my thoughts as we go. And they started with a rerun of what happened last week at the Royal Rumble with the Bloodline storyline. So right away I'm hyped for this Smackdown. And then the show officially starts with Paul Heyman in the ring. He's there to drop a few pearls of wisdom on us. So he says, he says that since Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, he doesn't do predictions, he does spoilers. He says that the the Isle of Relevancy is under a two-pronged attack from both Smackdown and Raw. One side, you have Sami Zayn, and the crowd goes nuts for Sami, of course. But Paul says that Sami's not here tonight. He says that, uh, can you imagine Sami Zayn as your champion? I think most of us can. Uh, He says that the gates are also under attack from Cody Rhodes from Raw. He takes the piss out of Cody uh, for saying all he wants to do is fight for championships and everyone takes it personal. He says he didn't realise Dusty Raid an idiot for a son. He says a championship couldn't be more personal and the titles are the centrepiece of the island of relevancy and they mean everything to the family. And Without these titles, there's no island of relevancy, no bloodline, no Paul Heyman and no Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn shows up then in the ring behind Paul Heyman, again in his black hoodie, he demands the mic from Paul in the way that Roman does. He tells Paul to calm down. He ain't here to hurt him. But if he wanted to, he could. Don't you think that's a bit weird that nobody's around? Especially with these titles being the lifeblood of the bloodline. If this was a month ago, Solo would have been here with a Samoan spike. The Usos would have been here as well. But you're all alone and he thinks Paul knows why. Because Paul knows, like everyone else knows, that Roman's days as champion are numbered. He talks about he and Jay leaving the bloodline and what do you think happens next? Who does Jimmy side with? His crazy abusive cousin or his twin brother that he does everything with? What happens with Solo when he sees for himself that Roman's using him? He says, you Paul... The way you look at Roman, it's a little bit weird. You look at him like the sun shines out of his ass, yet 
here you are talking about life without Roman Reigns. You know that the bloodline is on its way out. He says he knows that you do spoilers, so he is going to tell him how long Roman has left, and it is eight days. He pulls Paul in close and says, tell Roman he doesn't have to worry about Cody because he's the one that's going to take him out. Once again, another brilliant promo from Sammy, who doesn't need to do anything to gain more support, I don't think, but my God, he did with this. He did his best to make you believe that he can beat Roman in Montreal. I don't think it is going to happen. But if that does happen, I think it could be the loudest pop ever in pro wrestling. As I say, I don't think it will happen. But there is just a chance. I think they're probably looking at the um, false finish, dusty finish thing. So we get sort of both, (laughs) the best of both worlds, as they say. Our first match was Hit Row versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. This was nothing more than a, a squash match, really. Ashanti runs his mouth to Drew, so he headbutts him and belly to belly throws him. Drew lines up for a claymore, but Top Dollar pulls his partner out of the ring. He gets nailed by Sheamus, who ran around in the ring to wipe them out. As they get back in the ring, Ashanti does hit a drop kick, but. Uh, not a lot <laughs> of uh, selling comes from that. Top Dollar gets a cheap shot in, but Shanti still gets an Irish curse. Backbreaker from Sheamus. He goes for the 10 beats, but Top Dollar again tries to get involved, so he takes about 30 beats instead. Sheamus then hits White Noise on Ashanti, uh, sets up for the bro kick. Top Dollar tries to come in, but he gets nailed with a claymore from Drew, Sheamus hits a bro kick on Ashanti and they win the match. This was not a good look for Hit Row at all because they got their ass kicked and I would say they got buried here. Uh, They were definitely sent out to die and it may just be the last time we see them for a while after this. I, I just can't see how they come back from it as a credible team. I would say that they've probably pissed people off in the back. It's not gone well for Hit Road since returning, really. And I think Triple H has realised that the only reason the group was over in NXT is because they had Swerve Strickland as the focal point. Other than that, it's not a lot else there. I think Ashanti does have something, but I don't want to go two-footed on top dollar, but... Not good. He kind of looks like a fan that's been given the chance to wrestle a few matches at the moment. It's a shame. After the match, though, we did get a video package from the Viking Raiders. Um, They're still coming for Drew and Sheamus. Jimmy Uso is backstage on the phone trying to get hold of his brother, and that's a bit of a thread as we go through SmackDown. Obviously, the the tag team title match later on. We'll get to that in a minute. We have Karrion Cross and Scarlett talking about taking out Rey Mysterio as well. Lacey Evans then beat a 
jobber, basically. I can't remember the lady's name. Uh, Evans just beat this woman up for a few minutes and won the match with the Cobra Clutch. I do like the press-ups mid-match, I must admit, from Lacey Evans. I kind of like her. I like I like the effort that she's been putting in to try and get this over. It's just that it isn't. Um, is that her fault? I suppose a part of it is. A part of it is probably the way she was dealt with before. It's just the hangover of that. But they're trying with Lacey Evans. And that's, that's worth getting behind, I think. Again, we see Jimmy trying to get hold of Jay when Heyman walks in, and Paul cares more about no one coming to save him earlier with Sammy. <clears throat> uh, tells Jimmy that if Jay isn't there, he'll have to do it on his own. Jimmy sort of says, yeah, my brother will be there. Sonia Deville is moaning to Adam Pearce about not being in the Elimination Chamber. This is when Chelsea Green walks in, <laughs> And she wants to know where the SmackDown manager is so she can complain about the Raw manager. Completely oblivious to who Adam Pearce is. What did she say? She had facial amnesia or something. I'm really into this character. It's so stupid. But I think she's doing a great job so far. A tag team match is set up out of that as well. We'll come to that in a minute. Uh, Braun Strowman versus no Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Usos was next for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. It looked like Jimmy had to go it alone, but then he notices in the crowd that Jay Uso has showed up. The crowd just goes nuts. The the uh, Usos embrace, and then the match starts. Ricochet and Jay start it off. Uh, Jay gets a better of Ricochet, and the Usos sort of take control. Ricochet, though, tags in Braun, who immediately takes over on Jimmy. He throws Ricochet into them and splashes them in the corner, followed by a beautiful drop kick by Ricochet. The Usos sort of regroup on the outside, but Ricochet takes over again, nearly wins with a standing moonsault. Uh, the Usos do a pop-up Samoan drop and Jay nails a super kick as they go to a break. When we come back, the Usos were in full control. Ricochet comes back though with a high knee and a springboard crossbody. Braun gets the hot tag and runs wild just running over them. Uh, Jay sends him to the outside though and hits a suicide dive and a super kick. Back in the ring, he delivers a crossbody from the top for a two count. Uh, Jay hits another super kick, but Ricochet tags him. Uh, springboard moonsault and a standing shooting star from him gets them a two count. Uh, Jay eats a spin kick, but Jimmy tags him. Uh, Enziguri on Braun. Uh, sorry, Enziguri on Ricochet. Braun tags in and delivers a power slam. He tags in Ricochet and he gets on the shoulders of Braun Strowman to deliver that swanton bomb that he did last week. But Jay just pulls him off before the free count. 
Uh, Strowman goes for the Strowman Express on the outside, but Mrs. Jane connects with the announce table. There's a suicide dive from Ricochet. Uh, then a shooting star to Jimmy, but Jay got the blind tag and seamlessly into a an Uso splash. And the Usos continue the reign as tag team champions. This was great, I thought. And that finish was just so smooth. That was the best part of the, of the match. Uh, I thought they could have lost the title. Um, certainly at points anyway. Especially as it was just for the SmackDown titles. Um, but this does mean there's still way more to come. And not just from the story, but from this show as well. I thought it was great stuff. I don't know if Braun and Ricochet continue being a team now. Something tells me that they might. After a break, the Usos are then backstage. Uh, Heyman sort of looking from behind a post, being a sneaky bastard, spying on them. Uh, Jay doesn't know if he's still in the bloodline. Heyman asks um, Jimmy if his brother's still in or not and what did he say uh, Jimmy just says uh, he didn't say anything Natalia's then out for a promo she says there's something that weighs heavy with her and Shayna Baszler took her out for the first time in 15 years says she took Shayna's spot in the elimination chamber uh, Shayna comes out and she takes issue with Natalia calling her a knockoff Ronda and she's sick and tired of people overlooking her accomplishments. As she said, she was gonna, uh, she was doing things before Ronda Rousey even came along. Ronda then made her return. Uh, she goes into the ring, sort of stares at um, Shayna, but then attacks Natalia, or Shayna attacks Natalia anyway. Uh, they both attack her. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, Shotzi, like the 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 dopey idiot that she is, runs down trying to make the save, but she was useless. And Ronda and Shayna stand tall over both of them. A rubbish segment, really. Uh, and I don't think I've been a fan of Natalia for quite some time. Uh, but I do like. They're trying to reheat Shayna and Ronda, and I've heard rumours of them going after the tag titles. So I'm up for that. Yeah, praise the intent of this. It kind of looked like they had re-injured Natalia as well, so if that's a thing going into Montreal, that's not a bad way to do it. Next we see Jey Uso backstage walking in amongst trailers. When he walks into Sammy who welcomes him back. He talks about the rumble and says they're eight days away from something huge and Jay doesn't have to go down with the ship. Uh, he says he acknowledges Jay and they sort of fist bump. A really good segment, but... You just don't know how this is going to go. That's what's so great about this story. LA Knight 
uh, was supposed to be getting an interview, but he just basically says he doesn't want to talk about Bray Wyatt or the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Uh, and he's looking ahead to the future, and the future is LA Knight. And he walks away. Okay. Then we have Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville versus Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Uh, Liv and Sonia start the match. Uh, Liv gets the better of it. Running knee in the corner, but Sonia catches her with a nice knee to the face. Uh, Chelsea comes in and she smashes Liv's face into the corner. Sonia works over Liv, uh, but she tries to fight back, does Liv Morgan. Uh, Sonia accidentally wipes Chelsea Green off the apron. Rodriguez gets the hot tag, runs wild on Sonia Deville. She hits a twist invader bomb, which got a two count. Sonia uh, tags in a reluctant Chelsea Green, who then connects with Sonia in the same way that Sonia did. A Tahana bomb from Rodriguez, an oblivion from Liv Morgan, and then Rodriguez powerbombs Liv onto Chelsea Green to win the match. This was okay. Uh, didn't. Yeah, it did a decent job of making Rodriguez look good ahead of possibly winning the Elimination Chamber match. That's my prediction anyway. It also worked in putting over this new Chelsea Green character as well. So I'm I'm okay with it. I wouldn't say it was any kind of classic, but it did its job. We're going to have a sit-down interview segment thing with Charlotte Flair. Uh, she talks about the history she has with Rhea Ripley. She still comes across as a bitchy heel, so I just cannot understand why she's being cast as a baby face. Is it that they've cast her in the wrong role, or is it that Charlotte really doesn't want to be a baby face, so she's going to heal it up until they change it? Kind of feels that way around to me. Um, whatever, I don't think they got the alignment right. And then our main event was this fatal four-way match to see who will face Gunther for the Intercontinental title next week. It was Karen Cross versus Rey Mysterio versus Madcap Moss versus Santos Escobar. All four men went at it right from the bell. Uh, Moss gets sent to the outside and Cross and Escobar fight over who gets her hands on Mysterio. Uh, Ray hits a senton and cross. Uh, eats a big boot though. Moss catches Ray and throws him to into Escobar. He does those awesome shoulders in the corner to both Santos and Cross. Uh, but eventually we come down to Escobar and Ray in the ring together. Some nice lucha stuff going on there. Heel kick from Escobar gets him a two count. Ray with diving Hurricane Rana, uh, but gets hit with a backbreaker. Ray and Escobar both do dives to the outside to take out Cross and Moss as they go to a break. When we come back, Cross is in control of the match. Uh, Macap Moss runs everyone over with shoulder blocks. He hits a spine buster on Cross for two. Escobar nearly won the match with a roll-up, uh, but only got a two. Ray plants cross with a DDT. Escobar drills Ray with a phantom driver. 
but Moss just breaks up the pin. Uh, Madcap Moss gets rounded off the top rope from uh, Escobar. I've got two. Ray hits Cross with a 619, but Scarlet gets involved. Uh, Cross nails him with a forearm to the back of the head. Escobar and Cross take themselves out to the floor as Moss plants a top rope elbow drop onto Ray and wins the match. This was really enjoyable, I thought. Uh, but Karen Cross again didn't look great. I thought another bad night for him. Too many of those. I think I kind of I'm into the character a little bit now, but his in rig needs to step up. Uh, Santos Escobar looked really good. I thought uh, he did a good job of getting himself over. I think I saw reports that he's gotten injured over the weekend, which is a shame because you started to see a main event talent in Santos Escobar in this match. Ray is always great. <laughs> I don't need to say anything more about Ray Mysterio. And Madcap Moss as well looked great. Um surprised he won the match. But I kind of want to see what Gunther versus Madcap Moss looks like. Not a chance that Madcap Moss is beating Gunther. But I don't know, there's something there to watch, I think. As the show starts to go off the air, we see Paul Heyman tell Jimmy Uso in the back that Roman wants Uso to stay home for the Elimination Chamber because he wants a TV perspective because sometimes you see things on TV that you don't when you are here live. That's great once again because, you know, we all saw the Sammy and Jay meeting in the back. Obviously, Roman's done that as well. Good. That's what we should get from from weekly wrestling. You know, they should be watching the show to find out what has actually happened. <clears throat> Got to bring that realism in, and I think WWE is slowly bringing that in again. So, good stuff. You know, this was a decent SmackDown, I thought. There was a few bits in there that I didn't like, but most of it was good. But that is your SmackDown review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter as well. I'm at AdamChalk8 on there. I'll be back later today with the AW Rampage review. Also got our Raw review coming tomorrow. But until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.